ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hey ladies, this episode explicitly talks about both consensual and non-consensual strangulation during sex. Parts of it can be tough going and we'll put a bunch of sexual assault resources in the show notes. Take care. I love being choked and I love choking people. I think every sexual experience I've had, choking has been involved and I don't think once I have asked for it. There are lots of kinds of rough sex that you can do without consequences, but choking, even though very rare, can kill people. Five to six out of ten sexual encounters involves a dude putting his hands to my throat. You've put the whole load of your life, your body, into someone else's hands. This freedom that you don't need to be autonomous for these few seconds makes me really happy. Choking without consent is assault. That's it. It's assault. Choking, erotic asphyxiation, edge play, breath play, whatever you call it, technically it's not choking. Choking is what happens when you get something lodged in your throat from the inside, like a cop lolly or a piece of ice. Strangulation is the squeezing or constricting of a person's neck from the outside using external pressure. In this episode, we're going to refer to strangulation as choking because overwhelmingly in porn, in casual conversation, in the research and in the bedroom, that's the word people use. Having someone's hands around your neck to restrict your breathing was once a niche sex act that sometimes took place in BDSM. But researchers, sexual assault experts and you, ladies, are telling us that choking during sex has well and truly hit the mainstream. A 2021 study of over 4,000 uni students in the US found that 27% of women had been choked during their most recent sexual encounter. 27%. That's almost a third of young women. Another study from 2022 by the same group of researchers found that almost 60% of female college students had been choked during sex, with a quarter having been choked by the time they were 17. And another alarming finding from that research, that in heterosexual pairings, it's almost always women on the receiving end of being choked. I'm Yumi Steins. Ladies, we need to talk about choking during sex. Full disclosure here, this topic stresses me out. Even saying the word choking makes me panicky and I feel my breathing quicken and my spidey senses start looking for the door. As a person who's active in working to prevent violence against women, the whole choking thing threatens to send me into a spiral. I'm not exaggerating when I say it terrifies me. If anyone ever, ever put their hands around my throat without having a full conversation about it with me beforehand, I wouldn't be cool with it. I'd be furious. And if we did have a full conversation about it, then they would well know that there are no circumstances in which I would be comfortable being strangled. Not one. So how did a dangerous act that's not sexy to a lot of us, like cutting off someone's airways during sex, become so common? 
and what is driving the trend? I think I watched too much porn when I was a kid. Meet Jujun. She's in her late 20s and she's enjoyed choking as part of her sexual life for more than two years. Jujun grew up in China and when she was younger, she used porn partly to fill the ginormous gaps in her sex education. The way I learned how sexual intercourse work was by reading lots of porn, soft porn, fan fictions with really, really strong sexual content. And porn was the first place where she came across choking. If you go to Pornhub, getting strangled, getting choked, it's just so common that it's everywhere. And somehow when I was like 17, 18, it seeded in me an idea that, okay, having rough sex is actually really good. Jujun, can you tell me about the first time you were choked? I was making out with a guy a couple of years ago and he was a little bit tipsy at the time. He drank more alcohol than me. So he got really excited and he suddenly put his hand on my neck and started to choke me. And I got really excited at the time. And I think that's how I realised that I was into choking. So the guy hadn't asked her first whether it was something she was into or would consent to. He just put his hands around her neck and started to squeeze. The first feeling to me was that, oh, wow, that looked like a porn. But then immediately I was like, oh, it's actually quite interesting and very exciting. He still stopped to check, okay, are you okay with that? After the choking was done. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. When you say... You could see he was excited. How much did that mean to you? I was really into him. I had a huge crush on him. And I I was just such a silly little girl at the time that I wanted to do everything to please him. And then I realised that, oh, actually, what I'm doing is not just to please him. I'm enjoying it as well. Right. And at that moment, that made me feel that I'm controlled. I'm controlled by someone I really like. Like, just for that a few seconds, it feels really, really good. What is it about choking or being strangled that you find so enticing? This few seconds that you don't feel you have to carry yourself. You can just put the whole load of your life, your body, into someone else's hands. This freedom that you don't need to be autonomous for these few seconds makes me really happy. Since that first choking experience, Jujun's had a handful of other sexual encounters and those experiences also involved choking without the guy asking her first. I think once they know that I'm into rough sex, they automatically consider that, oh, you like choking because choking is such a big part of rough sex. So I will just play it out. So there's no consent sort of given or safe... Do you talk about safe words? No, I think I should have because there was indeed a few times that I wasn't feeling well with the choking because they could hold it too tight or something else. But no, no, I I never came across this idea of having a safe word. There are lots of kinds of rough sex that you can do without consequences. But choking, even though very rare, can kill people. 
Dr Debbie Herbenick is one of the researchers whose work we were quoting from earlier, who found that over half of young women have experienced choking during sex. In recent years, we have seen a few things. First of all, is an overall decrease actually in partnered sexual frequency, but curiously an increase in rough sex behaviours. Dr Herbenick is a professor at the Indiana University School of Public Health. She's been working in the field of sexuality for over 20 years and has seen rough sex get even more violent. So I'm in my 40s and people my age and older often think about rough sex as pulling hair, vigorous kinds of sex, uh, maybe a little bit of light spanking. But when we have um, asked young adults, you know, college students, people in their 20s, early 30s, what they think of as rough sex, even though those things still count, they overwhelmingly say that rough sex also means choking, smothering, um, slapping the face, slapping the genitals, other kinds of things like that. In their extensive research about sexual behaviours, Dr Debbie and her team found that choking was by far the rough act that had increased the most. In addition to how prevalent it was, we also found that it was the most consequential. We'll get to the many risks of choking in just a sec, but Dr Debbie says that choking during sex isn't something new. But the rapid and dramatic increase is what's troubling researchers. So it used to be something that probably, you know, one or two or three percent of people had done. So now to be something that most people have done, that in fact, one in three 18 to 24 year old women have done the last time that they had sex. That's a striking change. I think one of the things we were also really surprised about in doing the interviews is how many of the young women in particular that we spoke with whose very first experience of being choked occurred the very first time they had sex. <sighs> oh, excuse me while I breathe into this paper bag for a minute. I told you it stressed me out. Young women being choked the very first time they have sex. They don't even know what they like yet. Doctor, in the heterosexual experience, is choking equally gendered? Like, are women choking men as much as you see men choking women? Absolutely not. Between women and men, it is almost always women on the receiving end of being choked. It is very rarely men. And what about in same-sex partnering? Same-sex partnerings, choking is even more common than between women and men. It's more reciprocal when it's between women, so more of the sharing of the experience of it, not just one person always doing it to the other one. And it is common between men as well. Why do you think choking is such a thing? We interview dozens of people who have engaged in choking, either doing it to somebody else or having it done to them. We ask them where they learned about it. Um, and young men overwhelmingly list pornography as one of the most common sources of learning about choking, you know, having a sense that people might like it, that it's sexy, that it's erotic. If you type the word choking into any major porn site, you'll get over 10,000 results. And research shows that most Australian males by the age of 14 have consumed some sort of pornography. Debbie says that young women also learn about choking in porn or at times their partner's porn, but scarily, choking now has a grip on more acceptable media. 
They were also talking about TikTok videos and memes that they would see on Twitter and other forms of social media. And everybody was also talking about it, seeing in TV shows like Euphoria and a range of movies and, and shows and so on. So, you know, it's just kind of out there at this point in the mainstream culture. And many um, parents and other uh, other adults who are in their 40s and older are generally unaware of how popular it's become. So while loads of mostly young people are now engaging in choking during sex, Dr. Debbie says most aren't aware of the very real dangers. You just think, oh, it's fun. It's not It's not risky. Nothing's really going to happen to me. You don't really have all of the information to make that choice. The frequency of choking and the intensity matter in terms of blocking oxygen to and from the brain. So most of what we think about with choking slash strangulation is its effects on the brain. And so um, you can have short-term effects like um, while being choked, somebody might notice some vision um, changes. Their vision will often get really blurred. They might see spots. They might have like this tunnel vision and maybe for you know a few minutes or a few hours after being choked, they might have a headache. Let's add to that list. Neck pain, bruising, swollen throat, a hoarse voice, and brain cells quite literally dying. If you lose consciousness from being choked, then, you know, that is considered probable traumatic brain injury. And it's cumulative. Dr Debbie says that the more times your brain is starved of oxygen, even in little bursts, the more you're at risk of a raft of other stuff. You also raise your risk of depression, of anxiety, of recurrent headaches, um, you know, ongoing problems with the ringing in the ears, and even things like, you know, stroke and, and cardio and cardiac arrest. Um, people can die. It's very, very rare that people die from um, choking during consensual sex, but it does happen. Outside the bedroom, so in a non-sexual situation, strangulation by an intimate partner is a major red flag for escalating domestic abuse and is considered by police to be a predictor of homicide. So does choking during sex spill over into violence and control of women? Dr Debbie says we just don't know yet. The research is too thin on the ground to say. Despite the terrifying risks, women are being choked during sex. I love being choked and I love choking people. I asked sex therapist at the Pleasure Centre, Alex Draculia, what's so appealing about choking? What I like about choking is the power play. Alex not only counsels people who are interested in trying out kink, including sex strangulation, she's also a huge fan of consensual choking herself. I like that if I'm being choked by someone, I've given them permission to do so. And I've actually established with them exactly how I like to be choked and how I'm going to tell them to stop if it's too much. I feel completely safe because I have created this container of understanding around the behaviour and then I can fully submit and surrender into that experience. And it's quite enjoyable for me. When you talk about the pleasure, like what, is it, what does it feel like to be choked safely and with consent? It feels quite intimate because we're often making a lot of eye contact and I think that, whew, like I tingle just thinking about it, like it's really nice. And also being kind of pinned down, I think, because I'm such a control freak and I'm such a high functioning human in my day to day life, to have someone kind of pin me down with my consent and just be like, 
you just need to lay here. Like, you don't have to do anything. So much about sexual enjoyment, arousal, being orgasmic, everything that exists on the pleasure spectrum is about, first of all, a foundation of feeling safe. Yeah. And I think particularly for women, I'm sure for men as well, though, but feeling safe has to be in the room and kind of unshakable for everything else to follow. So how does choking enter that room without safety leaving the room? I think you can explore choking safely by establishing in a non-sexual context first how the behaviour is going to be used, by whom, upon whom, because choking without consent is assault. That's it. It's assault. As a sex therapist, Alex lives, works and breathes all things sex and she's extremely sex confident and able to articulate what she's into. For the rest of us, she has some advice for setting boundaries during risky sex acts like choking to try to make it safer. And in case it's unclear, choking is never completely safe. So I think the first thing you need to do is communicate that choking is something that you're interested in doing with someone else, whether you'd like to be choking someone or be choked. You need to tell people first. Then you need to consider what and how the behaviour is going to look like. So for me, I say, hey, I don't mind some light choking. Can I show you how I like for it to be done? And I will physically move someone's hand to my neck and I'll say, you're going to squeeze my neck and then I'm going to tap on your wrist twice to when I feel like the pressure is enough and I want you to stop. And so we'll do that in a non-sexual context. And then I'll also move their hand up and down my neck as well to like show where I want their hand to be. So I'm actually like doing a dress rehearsal for choking, (laughs) essentially, (laughs) because I would be really terrified if it didn't go well. Alex acknowledges that this sort of thorough, clear communication can be near impossible in hookup scenarios. I don't have one night stands for the reason that I know I won't have good quality sex for me. I know that I will get my sexual needs met in the context of a fling or some kind of situationship or relationship. And that's because it allows me the time to establish my boundaries and what I do and don't like. Pretty much every sexual experience I've had, choking has been involved and I don't think once I've asked for it. Izzy is 20 and at uni. She's living the hookup culture life. She's not in a situationship or a relationship where the communication that Alex describes can happen more easily. Izzy had just turned 18 when she was first choked during sex. At a party with a guy, went back to a room at the house. I was very like new to sex at this point um, and I was very confused by what was going on, I think, but I didn't ask any questions. It was a little weird for me and a little uncomfortable and, like, there was definitely some kind of fear and confusion because I was, like, obviously I was not breathing great and also very drunk. So there were a lot of lines kind of overlapping and being crossed. And while she was shocked at first, she's become desensitised to it. It's just something that happens so much where it seems like that is just a part of sex at this point. Where do you think these guys get the idea that you want to be choked? It feels like they've searched a category on Pornhub and this is what they want to see and this is what they want to do tonight. Pretty much every aspect of sex 
is dictated by porn because it's it's obviously their first introduction into sex and that is their beginning, middle and end of the understanding. The most recent time Izzy was choked, she was taken less by surprise and was in a better position than the first time to advocate for herself. It wasn't like I was having difficulty breathing. It was a lot of just like pressure pulling me down and affecting my speaking, my voice, because I was really kind of in a bit of pain from like just the pressure of him putting his whole arm on my like throat area where it was, oh, this really hurts. I'm trying to enjoy myself right now. And I guess I had the benefit of not being under the influence of alcohol. So I felt confident to be like, I don't think I like this. That feels weird. And I just grabbed his hand and said, nah, don't like it. Izzy says that the general vibe of uni hookup culture is one of vanilla shaming, meaning that if you're not up for violent, rough or kinky sex, then you're considered boring. And even if you're down for sex, you somehow become prude because there's this whole other list of things that are expected of you. Do you feel like talking us through the list? Just violent aspects of of sex, like spanking, that kind of thing. Also, just like name-calling certain types of language used, not everyone's comfortable with. Another one that I'm surprised that a lot of guys think a lot of women are very wanting to do is anal sex. Why would you assume that that would be something I am okay with? Again, they assume women are okay with it because they've been indoctrinated by porn. And most porn, if we can be truly honest here, is violent and degrading to women. I had this moment of realisation where... I was with a friend and I was just like, yeah, I don't think I've really liked any of the sex I've had. And I probably need to work on that. If you're listening thinking, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm older, more experienced and have aged out of this stuff, just hang on a second before you climb under your blanket of smug and turn out the lights. Because heterosexual dating as a mature woman also has loads of men lurking with their hands in their pockets, thinking it's okay to strangle strangers, partly because they believe that's what women want. I know when I was in my early 20s, I couldn't have navigated this scenario. I would have assumed. Rachel's in her late 40s, and as somebody self described as perpetually single, she has been on the dating scene most of her adult life. Oh, this must be what everybody's doing. I meant to know how to do this. And you'd sort of try to play along with it because that's what so many women do. She says she's seen some radical changes in what men attempt in bed. I'm dating men in their late 20s through to their early 50s. So I'm seeing it across the board, predominantly with younger men, but I think what younger people are doing is informing older people. And the choking, yeah, it's it really is quite prevalent. So how recently has a guy tried it on you, put his hands around your neck in a sexual kind of setting? Uh, I would say a couple of weeks ago. It was probably the last time that I had sexual intercourse, yeah. It would be sort of five to six out of ten sexual encounters involves a dude putting his hands to my throat. The first time it happened, it came out of nowhere. Like, I hadn't spoken about it with anyone. I hadn't heard about it. So I thought it was an anomaly. I thought, this guy, this is strange. I was like, what is that? You know, and and he sort of, he did confess it came from porn. What's your reaction when someone tries to strangle you? My immediate reaction is to feel is to feel in danger. Like, no, nah, this doesn't feel like 
a um, consensual scenario because I don't know you well enough. Rachel's curious to know why men attempt to choke her, so she asks them. My understanding is that women are also claiming to be into choking. This is what I'm hearing back from the men. But I do wonder, and I've had this discussion with men after the event, I've said, well, do you think women are into it or do you think they've worked out that that's what men think they want and so they're trying to shift and morph to suit men's needs? And they go, oh, yeah, it's probably that. There could be women out there who are into it and some men have said that that is the case, that there have been situations where the first thing that happens is the woman says, I'm into choking, can you choke me? So it's really hard to know where something starts and stops and where female desire is really being naturally played out or whether it's being informed by what male desire looks like in porn movies. Mm, And wanting to please. Rachel, you're in your 40s, you're confident, you're professional, successful, and you're, you're in a position where I can completely hear it in your voice that you can say no with confidence. What advice have you got for younger women who haven't flexed that muscle, that boundary as much and aren't as confident in expressing their desires? I would say no, that these men are not as confident as they may seem when they do it. I think it's coming from a place of fear and uncertainty and not knowing what they're doing and not knowing what they're meant to be doing. Feel very confident that you can probably even just, you know, say something like, no, I'm not into that. And maybe, maybe they they need to be steered by us at this juncture in, in history. It's really tricky because if, for young women, strangling is part of their very first sexual encounters, how are they to imagine a world without it? Here's Dr Debbie Herbenick again. Mostly what we get a sense from of people of all genders is that there's actually doesn't seem to be a, a whole lot of love of it for most people, but they all seem to think their partner likes it. Yes, and in my personal life, friends with sons are telling me that their boys are freaked out that this is expected of them and they don't want to do it, but they think it's part of the script. Perhaps it's time to take a pause and think about what we really want and need from the sex that we have. Jujun has been doing that. Even though she still enjoys the sensation, Jujun no longer allows men to choke her during hookups. Now I just choke myself. Mm. I have decided I'm not going to do choking until I find a long-term partner in a serious relationship. So now I choke myself and it's actually happier because you it's tough to find a man, but you can masturbate every day. And when you masturbate, you choke yourself. Wow, you can own your autonomy safely, while you can also lose your autonomy safely at the really same moment. Jujun, if you just erased all the porn that you'd ever seen and porn didn't exist and neither did fan fiction or anything like that and it was like this heavenly white expanse of opportunity, the sex that you would populate that empty space with, would it be very different if it all just came from your heart, you know, like what do I want? I want human connection, I want intimacy, I want trust. Like what would... Do you have any ideas? It would be like really innocent sex. Like lots of touching, lots of reassuring during the process, lots of kissing. 
you are doing sex with love. You're doing sex with the fact that you love the other and hence you do sex. I know this could sound conservative, but I do think like the best sex is when both of you love each other. And I think now I'm at the age that I realize it's more important that I look after myself than trying to protect the esteem of a man when it comes to sex or trying to please themselves. If this episode has got you worried, I want to tell you, first of all, that I too have been worried and have been talking about it nonstop with friends, family, basically anyone. And here's what I'm getting. Two friends with teenage sons said to me, I haven't had a conversation with my son about consent, but he's such a nice boy that I'm thinking maybe I don't need to. Um, Yes, you do need to. Izzy, the 20-year-old we heard from earlier, had never really had a conversation about choking with anyone until we sat down and did the interview. And now that we have talked about it, she feels more empowered with language around saying no and what she wants, consent, and who actually wants to be strangled. Rachel, as you may have detected, has enough personal power to demand that it stops. But what these positives have in common is that they all involve communication. If you have a young person in your life, I suggest that you have a conversation about choking with them and do it now. This podcast was produced on the lands of the Gundungurra and Gadigal peoples. Ladies is mixed by Anne-Marie de Betancourt. It's produced by Hannah Achelis. Supervising producer is Alex Lolbach. And our executive producer is Kyla Slavin. This series was created by Claudine Ryan. Dee Salmon. And Pip Rasmussen here. Sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the Hookup Podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need. Honestly, you need us in your life. Join us each week as we talk all things love and fucking like this. But foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like, I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like, it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms. That's the Hookup. If you like ladies, we need to talk. You're going to love us. Get us wherever you get your pods.